Hi, this is Katherine Heigl, and you are listening to Five Questions with Dan Schabel. You're listening to the Five Questions podcast, and I'm your host, Dan Schabel. In fewer than 10 minutes, my goal is to extract the best advice from the world's smartest and most interesting people by asking them just five questions. My guest today is actress Katherine Heigl. Katherine is an Emmy Award-winning and two-time Golden Globe-nominated actress who is most known for her roles in The Ugly Truth, 27 Dresses, and Knocked Up. The second season of her show Firefly Lane is now on Netflix. We talk about the show, dropping out of high school, her foundation, and her next big project during this episode. Katherine, welcome to Five Questions. Thank you so much for having me. After balancing your film and modeling work with being a high school student, how did you know it was time to drop out and how difficult of a choice was that to make? It wasn't difficult at all. <laughs> I was not a um, giant fan of schooling, but I was also a kid. So I think a lot of our children feel that way and we have to force them to do it. Honestly, my brother, who is an incredibly educated person and who takes education very seriously, said to my parents, you know, why would you force her to go to college to figure out a career path when she already has one and already knows what she wants to do? What's the purpose of that? So I think they kind of took that advice. You know, they respected it coming from my brother who felt education is really important and let me leave school, (laughs) which I'm grateful they did because it wasn't for me. That's amazing that your brother did that and stood up for you. And I feel like a lot of people, it's got to be rare, but maybe not as much in the entertainment space to figure out what you want to do. We just see a lot of people hopping from one job to the next, trying to figure themselves out. And to know that early is just like a big advantage, especially in the media entertainment space where I talk to people who started their like acting modeling career at four or six years old. Like, you know, it's a big advantage because you just go through a lot and Clearly, you're not retiring. You have so many projects coming up. What can we learn about friendship based on the characters in your show, Firefly? You know, I don't know that you're going to learn anything about friendship that you don't already know, but you are going to see a friendship that feels familiar and feels human and feels like an experience you can relate to. Because any of us who have those kinds of friends, even if it's your family, even if it's your sister or your brother or somebody you've known and knows you deeply and for a very long time and has been through it all with you, there are inevitable ups and downs. There are those moments where you want to never speak to them again. And there are those moments where you cannot live without them. And to me, that feels very relatable and human. Definitely. I mean, I think of my friends, I've had friends from middle school and we're very, very different compared to some of the friends I've made more recently, obviously, because we made them because of kind of what we're into now and just going through that time and, and, you know, some of the arguments, some of kind of uh, figuring out who you are, them figuring out who they are. And hopefully, you know, especially with some of my friends, we come back together and we're fine and we we build on what we have. Yeah. And I think there's just a sort of inherent loyalty when those relationships have lasted that long. You know, you know that they've got your back and you've got theirs. And it's that kind of situation where it's like, well, I can say that about them, but you could never say that about them. Right. You know, and well, the I- cool thing for for people in the entertainment world is a lot of them probably knew you before you got famous. So they're able to say things to you, whereas <laughs> a fan probably wouldn't. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, certainly my friends and my family. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you decide to executive produce and portray Victoria Woodhill in your upcoming series? And what inspired you about her story? When they first approached me about that and kind of sent me the material, I went, this can't be true. This woman could not have really existed and no one talks about her. No one knows. I didn't even know about her. It is shocking to me that she has been essentially erased from history because her story is wild and inspiring in many ways, but just wild in a lot of ways, incredibly entertaining 
entertaining. <laughs> so I thought, my God, this is like a hell of a character to take on and something really fun to do. The trick now is getting that project together. I mean, to me, Hollywood is hard to get a project into real development and not just development hell. So unless your your movie or show has Batman in it or Spider-Man, right. especially now, especially now it's and but that actually on the flip side of that, because there is so many opportunity for material and content, there's so many outlets now for it. There are more opportunities to tell stories about women, which has been a real blessing at my age, but uh, they're still particular about those stories. (laughs) And I feel like the timeliness is so perfect. I mean, you have a female vice president now, like the potential to have a female president in the future just seems very plausible. Feels real now, right? Yeah. So timing wise, I just feel like it's going to resonate. I mean, I'm definitely going to watch it. I'm very excited. And I, you know, (laughs) and I I feel like my fiance will probably want to watch it too. Right. And I think that a lot of people will watch it maybe as a couple or as a family. And we're both dog lovers. You've been on a mission to help dogs through the Jason DeBus Heigl Foundation and Badlands Ranch. Why has this been so important to you and what have you accomplished? It's been important. I think we've always been, my family's always been animal people. We always, I grew up with a lot of dogs, cats, parakeets. I think my brothers had a rat at one point. There were iguanas and hamsters. So we've always had that kind of animal connection and chaos. And then I want to say it was about 15 years ago, my mother had a sort of fortuitous this experience where she became very aware of the pet companion pet overpopulation issue in Los Angeles city and county specifically, because that's where we were living. And she started writing checks and getting involved. And the more involved she got, and the more we started donating, the more we started feeling like, you know, let's build our own foundation for her, of course, giving her her son a, a legacy he couldn't give himself and doing something for the voiceless and the innocent, which was very much my brother's vibe, but having some control over how that's going to happen, right? If you're donating a lot out there to the, you know, the ASPCA, the HSUA, like all these big animal advocacy groups, you don't necessarily know exactly where your money is being used and how it's being used. And no disrespect to these organizations, they're incredible. And what they do is incredible. But we had some very specific ideas about what we wanted the money used for. We feel very passionately about spay neuter. It's really the only way to stop the overpopulation of these animals. And we were able to fund a lot of those free spay neuter days in low income areas. Because I think, quite frankly, if you have to make a choice about food on the table for your family or spaying and neutering your pet, you're going to choose food for your family. So if we can say no problem, we'll help you with your pet and take that burden away. People will do it. It's not people aren't adverse to spaying and neutering that it's costly. And then a lot of transport programs of getting them out of these high kill shelters where they're not going to make it into low kill or no kill areas like New York. We've sent a lot of dogs to New York where they get rescued and into their forever homes. A lot to Utah, to shelters that have room and they have a chance. I give a lot of the credit to my mother. I just, she has really invested an incredible amount of time, energy, heart, soul, and money. A lot of money. My mother just in the last year has put in $1.4 million of her own into this. And I feel like I don't typically like to talk about those kind of numbers. I don't think people have any idea what we're willing, that we put our money where our mouth is. We're not just asking other people to donate. We, we put it in. Yeah, that's really important. Well, it's amazing that you're having such a great impact. I mean, I had four dogs growing up and they're like little humans and it's, I definitely miss them. And what's your best piece of career advice? Prioritized. For me, it was very difficult. And I think when you're young, it is difficult to know 
yourself well enough to know, what am I willing to put my full attention, focus, and effort into? Sometimes you just are plowing forward without any real conscious thought. And then you wake up one day and you realize, oh my gosh, there are other things that I wish I had put more of a priority on or given more attention to. And if you don't know you and you don't know what speaks to you, what about your career really moves you, other people are going to sway you. And suddenly you're doing things that don't feel right for you. So it's a hard thing to do when you're young. I would encourage you though, to sit down and quietly make a list and no judgment. There's no judgment of the list and what is your priority. And you could be 21 and venturing out after college and saying, family's not a priority for me right now. My career and my ambition is my priority. This is how I want it to look. This is how I want to pursue it. This is what I'm willing to sacrifice for it. This is what I'm not willing to sacrifice for it. So that you can have some clarity of your own vision and make it yours. Don't let anybody tell you what it should look like, what it should feel like, or what you should do for it. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, Catherine. To follow her journey, you can watch her show Firefly Lane and find her on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram where she shares her appearances, new projects, animals, and family. To watch the full extended video version of this episode, go to youtube.com slash Dan and please remember to rate and review the Five Questions podcast on iTunes.